Joining us now on Sports Sunday, Coach Ron Gladnick, head coach, Torrey Pines High School Football, also one of the leaders of the Let Them Play movement here in California. Coach, thanks for making some time on your Sunday to hop on these airwaves and chat with us. Hey, thanks for having me. So first thing I want to ask you, tell us, tell us and our listeners about the Let Them Play movement. What have you guys been trying to do? What do you feel that you've been successful with? And, and what still needs to be done to bring high school sports back in California? Well, I mean, it was two simultaneous things that happened at the same time. Uh, we started the Golden State High School Football Coaches Community, which put 900 head coaches around the state in one app communicating you know, towards one goal, And at the same time, the Let Them Play parent group started a Facebook page. So we immediately started to work together. We drove thousands of people to the Facebook page. And then it started to, you know, kind of develop its own inertia. And I think we're at 65,000 people now on the page. Wow. And and what do you, you know, besides being vocal and, and having the page and advocating for bringing sports back, what are what are kind of the X's and O's of what you're doing? What like what are you guys? Who are you? Are you communicating with CIF? Uh, are you having some kind of a dialogue with Gavin Newsom's people? Like what? Yeah, what are you actually um, doing to try to bring sports back? And obviously, I know Newsom's announcement on Friday. Now a path has been cleared for the return of sports, but I know you guys are probably still working and doing things because there's many hurdles to be cleared before they actually come back. Yeah, I mean. Basically, what we had was an army of volunteers. So the football coaches, and and I always tell everyone, take the sports out of it. You know, with our staffs, you know, we're 6,000 guys whose job it is to make a goal, you know, establish a plan, and then execute. You know, and that's what we do for a living. And so what we were able to do is combine our ability to do that with a army of passionate parent volunteers that we arranged into what we called SEAL teams. So we had SEAL teams one through six. You know, we had data collection. We had media, you know, politician engagement, social media engagement, um, underserved communities statistics, our workout statistics. And we basically generated and created a pool of data that showed two things. One, outdoor sports were safe for kids outdoor sports should be played and that not playing outdoor sports in our underserved communities was having devastating long-term effects on all kids, not just underserved communities. And 13 days after we started, um, Governor Newsom called me. Wow. That was uh, January 22nd. And from January 22nd forward, it wasn't about convincing government. It was about working together so government can put all the parts and pieces in place so we could get to the announcement we had last Friday. Coach, can you help me make sense of kind of in layman's terms what we're facing here in terms of like the 2021, what's left of this school year? Is there going to be a football season? I know the 14 cases per 100,000. I've heard all the numbers and all that. But from a football coach's perspective, do you anticipate having a five-game football season or so? And what can parents and, and football players expect now that we've heard this announcement out of Gavin Newsom? Well, depending on what section you're in, I, I envision a five- to seven-game season. 
In my case, we're going to play six games. We anticipate being at or under the 14 cases per 100,000 in San Diego, hopefully by this Tuesday. So, you know, we're now we've transitioned into, you know, getting organized, getting gear issued, um, and we have different things going on in different areas of the state. We have a lot of counties that are already under 14. So, you know, everything's not going to start exactly the same day, you know, but we've built a pad into the schedule. Ron Machete at the CIF has been fantastic and has allowed uh, sections to extend football to the 1st of May. Some are doing that, some are not. But, you know, from our point of view, whether it's five, six, seven games or four games, you know, we're going to get some games where a month ago we weren't going to play at all. And quite frankly, I don't know that any outdoor sport would have played had we not started this effort. Yeah. Ron, do you think we might see situations where schools get the green light but fail to have a contingency plan in place? Like, do you have a good feel of your district and where in your area too? Yeah, my district's, you know, very supportive. I mean, we're by voted by Max Preps, you know, the last four years, two years, we've been the number one sports school in the state of California. It's a huge component of the culture, you know, of our school district. So, you know, we've got tremendous local support. We have school district support, and we're fortunate to have county support. So now it's about getting the cases down and, you know, getting ready to play games. Coach, have you gotten any word? I mean, I know we're very early in this process, but we've heard that the state is going to subsidize or cover the cost of testing. Have you heard like what that's going to look like logistically for you? Are you is your staff going to be administering tests every Monday morning? What does that look like if you've heard anything at all? Well, there's yeah, I have heard some things. It's it's sort of a developing scenario that we haven't heard the final conclusion. I've heard two scenarios. One that there'll be static test sites all over California where on a fixed day the kids and coaches can go get tested. That's one scenario. I've also heard a scenario where the testing will come to you. In all scenarios, the state is covering the cost of testing. School districts won't have to front those costs. But the bottom line is I think a lot of that will evolve this week. The other key component of the testing is If we get to seven cases or less per 100,000, which at the rate things are progressing with the vaccine may happen sooner than later, then there's no testing requirement. Oh. So it's only between seven and 14 cases per 100,000. That's interesting. That's interesting. Okay, so, Coach, I've been pretty critical of CIF on this show and on my Twitter asking them, to do more. I don't necessarily know what do more is, but I've just said, CIF, you need to find a way to make this happen. What, moving forward here, looking ahead to this potential season, what do you want to see out of CIF or what can they do to make, not to make your job easier, but to, to keep this path cleared? And what can CIF do to actually, from now on, to bring football back? Well, and I, and I hear, you know, a lot, I, I hear that a lot, you know, Here's the reality. The CIF had zero authority to do anything in this whole situation. And then they have the second burden is the CIF exists at the pleasure of the state. So they're, they have, they're a charter organization. The state approves their charter. So they're, they were in a very, very difficult position. 
What I can tell you is when we transitioned from convincing the government that this was the right thing to do to working to get it done, Ron Machete, the head of the CIF, was involved in meetings with us, with Governor Newsom, with Governor Newsom's chief of staff, with Dr. Galley, and the CIF has been as frustrated as coaches are. But when the CIF was given an opportunity to do what it is they could do, they have bent over backwards to accommodate us. The one thing that would be helpful is the head of the CIF, the, the number one guy, has extended the football season to May 1st. It's up to the uh, individual section leaders to abide by that order or not. So we have some sections that have said, for example, L.A. County, some of the sections up north have said you can play to the 1st of September. Some are saying no, only till the 17th. So, you know, what I want to see is flexibility based on the realities we all face. So if a section can't start next Friday, has to start the following Friday, that section should extend the football season one week so those kids get five games. You know, so where the CIF and individual sections can help is by being flexible. Got it, got it. That makes a lot of sense. Coach, last question I want to ask you here is about club football. We've seen the emergence of club football, obviously, in the in the vacuum that was left by not having high school football. Uh, you know, full disclosure, Howard and I call games for some teams out at the Winter Circle Champions League. And we also know there's a league going on down in Bullhead City. As a football coach um, at, a, at a high school, as a high school football coach, what, what do you think of the emergence of club football? What's your opinion on it? Well, I think... First of all, I I don't fault anybody who started a club football league during this time because kids needed film. You know, there there are just mechanical things that have to happen in the recruiting process. I think now that we have high school football, a kid has to choose. He cannot do both. It's either varsity or club because it's just not safe to play two at the same time. Here's what I love about high school football. And I think this is what communities love about high school football. It is the last pure high school sport where there is no huge club for-profit component. And I personally believe of all the high school sports, that's what makes Friday Night Lights so special. That's what makes not only parents involved and students, but but in a community like ours, our home game on a Friday night, is a community event. People come who don't have kids. People come from all over our community to watch a game because there's something special about the last pure high school sport. And we would love to keep it that way. Well, coach- so I'm not, I wasn't against the clubs in this time, but I think now that varsity football's back, I sure would like to see varsity football stay as pure as it's always been. Coach, you got me fired up for high school football. I'm going to have to make my way down to Torrey Pines and check out a game on a Friday night. Yeah, we're, we're pretty good. Come watch us. It'll be a lot of fun. <laughs> All right, Coach Ron Gladnick, one of the leaders of the Let Them Play movement from Torrey Pines High School. Hey, thanks, Coach. We appreciate you making some time on your Sunday to talk to us. Thank you for having me. Man, Coach got me fired up for high school football right there. I like that. that after talking to Steve Fryer and then talking to Coach Gladnick here, I'm feeling, I, my optimism just went up to a five. I was at a four, and now I'm at a five. But that's just, 
you know, football coaches have that effect, though. And they absolutely have that effect. That's what they're supposed to do. They literally get paid to inspire people to do things <laughs> that they otherwise wouldn't be able to do. Uh, so obviously, coach, you can tell he's super invested. But you know what he got me fired up to do was to like be like a young adult in a community without kids. I'm going to a football game because I want to be a part of the community tonight. That's For what sure. coach got me ready to do. For sure. No, I just that just got me fired up about high school football, and I just. On that last question, I just I love I knew it was gonna be a good answer when he started with this is why I love high school football and I was like let's go like mm-hmm. you know you're from getting, the heart you know you're getting a good answer from a high school football coach when he starts it with this is why I love high school football that's 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 definitely a clip I want to put out there but that did get me fired up.